Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. In 2021, we can expect new music from MH Chaos coming out of Chicago and also new music from Warren coming out of the SWB, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre area. Super stoked to hear new music from them. And if you haven't yet, please go follow From Within Records on Twitter and Instagram and stay up to date with any news that's coming out as far as new bands to check out, pre-orders on music, on merch. So please go do that and support From Within Records because they support us. And on today's episode, we travel to the Hudson Valley. We track down Jack. He plays in Age of Apocalypse and Pillars of Ivory. And it was finally awesome to be able to talk to somebody from Age of Apocalypse because anytime I talk to anybody from the Hudson Valley area, they were always speaking very highly of Age of Apocalypse, had nothing but great things to say, and they were on my radar. And I just, you know, with timing and everything, I, I was just stoked that I was finally able to make it work. If you haven't yet, uh, please head over to Spotify, Apple Music, Bandcamp, whatever, and go check out Age of Apocalypse if you're not familiar. They have their latest record titled The Way, which is super awesome. It's a couple of new songs. Also, they tie in the demo from 2018. Also, if you head over to the Once in Unity comp, they put out a new track titled The Balance, which is super awesome. I was really happy to see a lot of friends who weren't familiar with Age of Apocalypse get familiar with them through the comp. Uh, which is super awesome. I feel like the comp is doing a great job on putting people onto new music and just bringing everybody together. So shout out to From Within Records for doing that. And also, if you haven't had a chance to check out Pillars of Ivory, you love hardcore, you love hip hop, uh, please go check out the Genesis demo and the Exodus demo. Super awesome. So shout out to everybody in Pillars of Ivory for doing that. But it was great. I love talking to Jack, love hearing about the bands and how everything came together. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation as much as I did. So strap in and without further ado, welcome Jack to the show. All right, and we're live. Welcome to the podcast, Jack. How's it going? It's going good, man. How are you? Dude, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm actually really stoked that um, you were down to do this. I've Obviously, I've had on people from uh, your area on the podcast before, and I'm pretty sure everybody that I've had on had always mentioned uh, your band, uh, Age of Apocalypse, and I was always wanting to have somebody on. So um, when I started to you know kind of ask people behind the scenes um, who I should reach out to, you were the first name given to me. So um, I was stoked that you were down to do it. Hell yeah, man. Um, you know, thanks for having me. Yeah, but before we get into like all the music talk and all that, I'm just curious. Obviously, I follow you on Instagram. Uh, you literally have no pictures um, posted, which I think is um, pretty interesting. But uh, I'm definitely curious. Uh, like, how long have you had your Instagram, and have you ever posted any photos? Yeah, I used to have like a a bunch of stuff on there from like a long time ago. But like, I don't know. The being on social media gives me like kind of like anxiety, so I kind of just keep a low profile for the most part yeah I, I i totally get it like if if it wasn't for um alex casey shout out alex casey streets of hate if it wasn't for him i probably would have never tracked anybody down from the band so i, I i'm stoked that he gave me your instagram and, and yeah when i um, you know found it and, um and i saw nothing there i was like oh like this is kind of mysterious this is kind of cool like i'm definitely looking forward to you know talking to you and seeing what you're all about yeah uh sick um yeah, I got really no explanation for the lack of posts. I usually just like throw up stories to like promote stuff I'm doing, but I don't really, I'm not like a, you know, got a gram every uh, part of my life, basically, you know, just kind of. I, I, I totally feel you on that. And I, I feel like 
I'm uh, lucky that I was on like uh, Instagram and Twitter, like um, kind of early on. And I kind of got that phase of my life out of the way because before with Twitter and Instagram, I'd want to post everything that I was doing, wanting to update the world on any little like detail of my life when in all reality, nobody actually cares what I'm doing or what I'm eating or <laughs> where I'm at. Well, so, you know, maybe um, they do, but I don't, you know. I don't know. I, um, but, but I, I got to a point where I feel like, um, I, uh, you know, my personal, my actual personal life, um, is actually way more special than it, than I thought it was because I kind of grew to not want to share as much. Cause I'm like, why am I just giving away all this free information to people that, um, you know, probably hate me or don't even really care that much. And, you know, some people that actually care and like me, but I, I was just like, ah, I was like, it's just weird to, uh, to, to put so much out there. So I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm just going to be a little more private with it. So now the way that I handle like my social media is like, I'll, I'll barely tweet. And even on Instagram, I think this year I've, I've posted like one photo of myself, but other than that, it's like, yeah, it's mainly just story stuff, just like promoting the podcast or just like random like music I'm listening to, but like never like any like super detailed thing, just cause I'm just like way over that. Yeah, totally. Or, you know, like you were saying, you know, moments can be special and you're not, you're not even thinking about it. Yeah. But okay. So, uh, since I honestly don't know a whole lot about you, um, can you talk about, uh, you know, where you grew up? Did you grow up um, over there in the Hudson Valley? Uh, yeah. So um, I uh, kind of grew up in like the middle of the woods, essentially, um, for the most part, until I was like about 16. I moved to Kingston, New York, which is in the Hudson Valley. And, um, you know, I had a lot of friends from Kingston, so it was like, you know, it was probably like 30 minutes away from where I lived. It wasn't a big transition or anything, and uh, kind of, that's where I, I started playing music with friends and stuff like that. Kingston's kind of like a small city, so. Okay, and um, when you started playing music with friends, uh, were, were you already musically uh, trained, or did you just kind of pick it up, um, you know, when you guys decided to want to learn music? Sorry, I'm losing you there. Uh, uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was asking um, when you um, got with your friends and you guys decided to start playing music, were you already um, trained in any sort of instrument or did you guys just kind of um, lull learn together? Um, well, I've played music with a few different people. Um, my friend uh, Terry, who plays guitar in Age of Apocalypse, we've kind of been playing music for like since we were like 13, you know, just mm -hmm. like together. So it comes really naturally with the um the two of us so kind of uh my my whole family is like uh musicians so i um <clears throat> my dad's a drummer my grandpa's like uh plays wind instruments so like i was taking like drum lessons and guitar lessons at like a young age so i've always kind of like been around it you know um and i think terry was kind of the same so we were playing music together, like we've been playing music together forever. And when you and uh, Terry first started playing music together, were you guys just like doing covers or like what type of music were you guys actually playing together at that young age? Um, we actually had some bands. Um, a lot we were just like jamming together. Yeah, doing covers, kind of whatever, starting bands that you know, would break up and then like start another band. And we kind of just kept doing that for a while. And, you know, a bunch of bands. And at what point? Uh, did, all, did, all different people and stuff. At what point did you guys discover hardcore? Hmm. Probably around the same time we met, but I'm not sure I knew it was like hardcore necessarily. Uh -huh. um, my dad had like, um, a couple of bad brains records that I like listened to, um, at a young age. So it was like, um, you know, like quickness and eye against eye. And, uh, so I had already had like kind of knew what it was, but it wasn't like, I was like, Oh yeah, this is hardcore or anything. Yeah. And then Terry knew a lot of like punk bands. Cause like his older sister was like, <clears throat> like into, all sorts of cool punk bands. So he kind of had more of a punk background, but I was like kind of getting into metal too. So it was like, it was kind of, you know, it was fun. And as far as getting into metal, is that you just like finding stuff like online or just hitting like a, the local record store? 
Um, yeah, I guess it was like a lot of stuff I would download on like um, LimeWire and you know get CDs, order CDs. I guess mm-hmm. didn't really have like a record store. That's that crazy. I would hit. I, I remember LimeWire. Um, back when LimeWire was like a big thing, I, I didn't have like the best internet, so I would have to like just download like single songs. And totally. And it, and I was like super surprised because it was such like a crazy idea to me at the time. I'm like, wow, we're just getting like all this free music, and it, I I didn't really understand like how like impactful like that like kind of like you know peer to peer sharing like would be like on like the whole like music industry. So it's like. I, yeah, it's, it's just like such a trip to think about now because th- th- there was this one um, that my buddy had, and it was called like BearShare, and but it was like a paid, um, it was like a paid service if you wanted to like use the stuff like offline, and um, I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. But it was like this weird thing. I was like, why would anybody want to pay for for this stuff when we can just get it for free like using another program? But then like you know, fast forward to 2020, and like you know, streaming services like you know Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify is like you know like major players like when it comes to like this whole music thing. So it's just so crazy to think about like those old programs. Yeah, yeah, it's totally different now. Okay. Um. Yeah, so I was like getting into weird like metal bands like. Guar and like Cannibal Corpse. There was actually like, um, damn, I can't remember what year it was, but it was uh, Sounds of the Underground. And it, I think I was like 13. And actually, my my grandma took me. She was like super cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Converge was on it. It was super stacked. I don't know. It was like Trivium. It was all. It was like a mixed bill. It was like a tour package, like a massive tour package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like saw a lot of bands on that and i was like what the hell is all this do you remember like when you first started going to like local hardcore shows in your area um yeah it was like it was probably like a little bit after that or maybe like my band would play out and i would start getting into like going to shows and stuff like that like 14 or 15 probably and i'm i'm 27 Okay. Uh, before Age of Apocalypse, were you um, in any like you know pretty active like hardcore bands? Um, yeah, I guess for the area, but we never really like branched out. Um, just kind of like East Coast stuff. Um, played in a band called Hellkeeper and a band called After Hours, and uh, we didn't really like. We were playing a lot of shows, but it was mostly just in the area, you know, like the city, Connecticut, Hudson Valley, uh-huh. stuff you, like that. You guys are really having like aspirations to branch out to like the Midwest or the West Coast? I think it was like mostly because everyone's like jobs and stuff like that at the time. You know, members that didn't want to travel or it was hard to plan stuff in advance. I totally get that. Like, when I family stuff, you know, yeah, when I like it's so tough to just even plan a vacation because I'm just like, oh, God, like because like for my job, I have to like book my vacation time like a year in advance, which is like it, it used to be like crazy thing out, but I have it like down to a science now. And I, and I just have to cross my fingers and hope that whatever I plan on doing actually works out. But to think to get like, you know, five or six different people um, you know, who live like their own lives and to ha- ask them to put everything on hold and get on the same page to do this, you know, to do a tour, to go across the country. It definitely is asking a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if everyone's on the same page, it's no big deal. Everyone's just like, yeah, let's do it. You know, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, it just wasn't that vibe with those bands. So that's cool though. You know, so I'm, it was fun. Uh, I'm curious about age of apocalypse. Uh, can you talk about um, how the band came together? Um, yeah, so the singer Dylan, he's been a good friend of mine and Terry's for like ever. And he actually sang in uh, one of the other bands after hours. And um, we kind of just were like, wanted to do a band that was heavy that just had singing. And that was basically the only uh, idea for it, you know? And uh, kind of just threw together a, a, a demo, uh, Dylan and I, like no intention of it being a band really, um, in 2018. And we, we dropped the demo and like, uh, we got asked to play a show and we're like, all right, well, we'll get some members and kind of just took it from there. 
And that uh, 2018 demo, I can't find it on Bandcamp or any of the or on Spotify. Is there a reason why it's not online? Um, we actually combined it with the way. If you um, listen to the way, the first four tracks are the original tracks for the EP, and then the last three are the demo. Oh, that makes so much sense. Because I, because I, I um, obviously read on the Bandcamp that uh, you know uh, the or you get access to the demo and I, and okay now it just makes totally sense because I, I just um, you know, looked at that as, as the whole body of work I didn't know that you guys included the demo but that's cool yeah we actually yeah we don't really have that much music it was just the demo and the EP and then uh, the contract okay and so the the demo came out in 2018 um, were you guys um, pretty active when you guys first started uh no um we played that we played one show on Long Island. And then we played a hometown show in Kingston. And um, yeah, I think after that, we started playing more. We were like, the first show was kind of like, we weren't very good. And we were like, damn, all right, we'll uh, practice or whatever. But (laughs) um, yeah, so it was just kind of like taking it as it came. And it it just... um, we, we haven't really done that much, to be honest with you. We've kind of just played shows when we get offers, and um, we were just starting to, like, want a tour, like, before all this uh, COVID stuff went down. So we kind of have just been trying to stay active since then. Yeah, because if you think about um, you know, the demo comes out in 2018, you guys don't put out the way till uh, 2020. Uh, were you guys just like refining your sound in like 2019, just trying to um, get everything together and um, you know flush out this record coming out in 2020? Um, not really. We were just kind of like doing it. Like, I mean, there wasn't much of a plan, mm-hmm. but we were we were trying to get better as a band for sure. Um, and we were playing shows, but it wasn't like all the time, you know. And in what aspects did you guys feel like you guys needed to be better as a band? Oh, we just had a bad first show, which is like typical. You know, I think we kind of feel uh, really good about like playing together now, but I think it was just new, you know, Dylan singing and, you know, he hadn't really done that before. So it was kind of just like a test run. Okay. Yeah. And now I'm trying to think, have I ever seen a a band's like first show and it go over like really well, like a brand new band? (laughs) No, because I'm sure. I'm trying to think because most of the time it is like that, you know, I'm obviously like not everybody in the room's familiar with uh, what's going on. So there's obviously like a lot of standing around people paying attention, trying to soak in like this new band. So, um, yeah, now I'm trying to, yeah, I'm really trying to rack my brain. If shows come back, I'm sure a bunch of new bands are going to get great reactions when they play their first show. Oh, 100%. New bands coming up. Yeah, because I, I feel like right now in these times, we, like all we have is time to learn these new records, and uh, we're all like really anxious to be able to go out and see these bands like, you know, play at some point. Yeah. Hopefully it happens. Yeah. You know, I was talking to this guy. Um, he's, actually, he's actually a friend of mine, but I don't know if I should say his name publicly. Uh, but he was at this, uh, this uh, one of the um, shows to happen during the pandemic. And he he told me that he was the only guy there moshing with like a mask on, which I thought was like kind of funny because like I was like, I wouldn't even want to do that. But uh, it, it was just really strange to me that I was like, oh, I actually know somebody who was here or, or there and participated. And, and I'm always like curious, like what that was like, because I've been put in like um, situations uh, and like like seen live music since the pandemic started, but nothing, no hardcore. So I'm always like uh, curious, like what that feeling will be like to be back at a hardcore show. Probably, probably pretty exciting. Um, I would, I don't think I would attend uh, until it was all cool, but yeah, it, um, yeah. COVID shows <laughs> sound, sound crazy. Like uh, I haven't heard of any recently, which is uh, hopefully like, that's a good sign. Nobody is uh, going to do that, but uh, definitely surprised that those actually happened. Cause I, I know there was like, you know, talks like what if somebody did a show during COVID but the fact that it did happen, it is um, pretty interesting. But yeah, I don't think it'd be something that I'd want to go to. But this is coming from the guy who went to Florida for, for vacation a couple weeks ago. Oh, nice. How was it? Um, it was like, okay, so I, I went to, to Disney World for vacation. I was there for like four days. And it was 
nothing like overwhelming in my opinion because i it, it was i felt like and i guess i should preface the weekend before i was in las vegas and in my opinion the las vegas strip is like the breeding ground for covid it was just nasty so many nasty people nobody was wearing masks and that was the only time i ever felt unsafe so when i went to florida i saw like you know like a couple people on target not wearing a mask big deal i wasn't anywhere near them but um when i was on vacation in florida it was okay because i just hung out with my my three friends that i was with and we didn't like go out and party or anything we just went to disney world and hung out in our resort with just us four so in my opinion it wasn't like that big of a deal i felt like way more scared in vegas so uh, florida was yeah, okay yeah. i'd go back I'm to sure florida um that's crazy being just being on the other side of the country and uh, being so far from home and getting to experience like what like a whole other state is when like you know they're on like the opposite spectrum of um what home is like it, it was definitely a weird feeling because i was like oh damn like we would never be able to get away with this um, at home right now so to be able to be in florida and it just kind of feel like the wild wild west it was it yeah, was just crazy that's crazy yeah so you play your first show and you felt like you guys needed to improve as a band at what point did you guys play a show and finally feel comfortable and be like all right cool like we got this we're making some progress oh it was just um i mean the next show was like really good i think we were like okay this is this is fun like we want to do this you know um it was the first show was kind of like we threw a band together a little bit kind of felt like that Mm -hmm. and made it happen but I think once we were like practicing, it was like, it felt more like a band, you know? And that first show, is it still the same lineup uh, that's going on right now? Um, different bass player. Um, yeah. Okay. So you guys just, you guys just got a new member. Before. And um, I think, well, he couldn't play the second show. And then I think it kind of just turned into like Joe was just going to play bass after that. Cause I didn't think we don't, we didn't think that Deshaun really wanted to like do it as much as we wanted to. So. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. You know, I, I guess he's got to be honest about it. No, and, totally. Yeah. And, and if you guys really want to make it work, it, yeah, it doesn't seem right to have somebody that doesn't have like, I guess like that same commitment as you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just kind of doesn't work out for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. So, from writing the demo to writing the new songs on the way can you talk about what, what that whole process was like? Um, well, it was much better because we had a full band. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just me and Dylan doing the demo together, like for fun, you know, and it just kind of felt more like a thing with, uh, the EP tracks and we, you know, it was like more of like a, a band thing. We were all in the studio. It was fun. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I don't know. It wasn't, uh, it was kind of the first time we were like all together doing it. So it just kind of felt way better that way. And as far as the, the name of the band, can you talk about the, the origins of that? Um, yeah. So I think, um, I didn't pick the name. Terry picked the name, but he loves X-Men and he loves Blood Has Been Shed. So uh, X-Men, Age of Apocalypse, and then also uh, there's a song by Blood Has Been Shed, Age of Apocalypse. So I think it was like a combination of the the two and it sounded cool. And uh, I think that's pretty much the story of the name. Yeah, that's, that's super awesome. And I'm like super stoked to hear that it actually is an x-men reference because i've asked people and they're like yeah i'm pretty sure it is but like i never you know got any like solid confirmation so it coming from you um and you confirm that that actually is super awesome because i read comic books i I, uh, like the x-men think they're awesome so to um have a a band that references them I, i think it's super cool yeah totally um i'm not as much like a comic book guy Mm -hmm. you know but uh but i still like the name yeah, but I, I like blood has been shed too so. for sure yeah I, I feel like i got uh roped into like reading comments or comics excuse me because uh I, before I, I moved to orange county the um, guys that i was hanging around with 
they just one day just started talking about comic books and i was like oh that's cool like i obviously you know growing up watched the 90s um, x-men cartoon and seen some of the movies growing up and yeah. never really took the dive to buy comics because by the time i got a job and was making money the local comic book store closed so there was um, no real local place to go and get books like you'd have to order them online so that's how i started is i started buying stuff off like ebay and ordering stuff from just like random websites but it just became so expensive because of shipping and i would try to like mm. i would try to just order more and just like you know less packages and then my friends and i we started driving out to like redlands which was like probably like good like 45 minutes to like an hour away that was like the nearest the nearest comic shop to us and i was like yeah this is like pretty annoying that we have to go this far just to get comic books and then eventually i moved and there was like like you know so many comic book shops all across orange county and i just like, like picked one and that's where I, I just have been shopping since like 2011. that's sick yeah but it, like, it was just because it was what my friends were doing and i was like oh cool like this is like a new hobby we all can get into and then um it definitely can get expensive uh and you just have to like manage it but then they eventually just just stopped reading i feel like they became like too cool to read comic books but i just never stopped because <laughs> it was just something that i enjoyed i was like oh this is cool like these characters i get to know like the backstories and uh you know see what's going on like you know currently in their world or whatever and i, I just thought it was really cool so I, I just haven't stopped since then that's awesome um so living in, in your area uh do you feel like there was like a, a pretty active scene up there in, in the hudson valley because i know there's some awesome bands from your area uh yeah like yes and no i feel like we struggle to um have a venue like a lot of the time or we did before and I'm sure it's worse now but um it's like you know it, it'd be a lot of really underground like spots and then um you know for years it was like a basement and like it's just a struggle to find places you'll have a show at a spot and then like it's gone the next time you go to have a, a show there or something happened and they're not about it anymore you know whatever the circumstances but um you know, there's kind of like, there's always been shows, but sometimes it would go a while without having shows locally. Yeah, I, I totally get how that is. Um, back when I lit out in the Palm Strings area, when my buddy Steve Kibble was like having to book shows, but then we were struggling to find places and like we never had like a super like legit venue. We were having shows in like the YMCA or like random banquet halls or uh yeah this guy kobe his dad owned some like i think it's like a tile like business or something like that i don't really remember but he had this warehouse and he would let us throw shows in there like after hours and i was like this is so crazy because like the, the shows would be in the warehouse and there'd be like all sorts of like you know materials like carpet and uh tile like all over the place and it was just <laughs> so strange but i was like this is so cool like like just being able to have a show anywhere was like really cool but yeah then we just like sometimes it'd be like in this guy's like backyard got really dusty but then at some point it just kind of fizzled out there's still some bands going on down there but i don't i can't remember the last time before covid i can't remember the last time they actually had like a real show back home yeah there's like a there's just like a there was a venue i mean i don't know if it it may still be a venue um Mm -hmm. in poughkeepsie you know like the chance and the loft um and what used to be cranel is like now like a what well i don't know about now but was a restaurant of some sort um but like they would always kind of be like they would make it so you didn't really want to book shows there they would like want you to pay for the room or like make you sell a certain amount of tickets if you were a band you know what i mean so it was like just lame but there would be shows there occasionally as well bigger bands would come through there yeah, that's it's so weird to think about, like doing pre-sale. I, I, I'm trying to remember because I, I was in one hardcore band that actually like played shows, and I, I think we had to do pre-sale like one time, and I was just like, I, I like I refused to do it. I just pawned it on to my other bandmates because I was like, this is so stupid. I was like, we're like one of the opening bands. We're not. Nobody wants to come see us. Like this is so stupid that we have to try to hustle these tickets when the bigger bands are like gonna draw anyways. Like this is makes no sense. I, I was cut out for a second. 
I, I was just uh, uh, airing my frustrations on having to do pre-sale one time. Was, oh, okay. Yeah, 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 it just made no sense to me because I was like, who's going to want to buy pre-sale from this opening band that they don't even want to see? Like, we're, we're just opening the show. We're just like, you know, nobody's... Know, such a nightmare. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, um, it was terrible. Yeah. I'm definitely not about that. I'll just be like, nah, I'm good. I don't need to play the show. Yeah, I'd rather just go home and not have to stress about making money to play the show. That just seems so backwards. Yeah. Pay to play. Um, when was the last, or what was the last show Age of Apocalypse played? Um, I think it was uh, with Soulblind and Poughkeepsie and Prime and trying to think who else played i can't really remember um yeah it was like uh at like an art space it's kind of like a new spot ish uh what was that like Aaron, i think they rent were cool with like renting out a room mm-hmm. it was just kind of like a a big like white room but it it was kind of cool like off to the left side it you could like walk up some stairs and like kind of watch bands from like up top but it wasn't a very big room so i don't know if that actually was better for the band or not but it was kind of chill yeah kind of um, that. Was the only show i had oh wait, go ahead say what go ahead i'm sorry <clears throat> it was the only show i had been to there so but it was a it was a cool vibe mm-hmm. i was gonna say i kind of miss uh, i feel like in the early 2000s um, even when i was going to shows like out of town they were like being booked in like random places like i went to like some random like a storage unit for shows or there was like this um church in redlands that did it um it was like in some like weird like business district and it was just like pretty pretty cool but now out here uh, there are like venues there's some diy spots which are still cool but uh you know you talking about i'm um, just like art space and you guys getting this uh you know white room it, it just sounds so cool and i kind of miss just showing it to like random places hoping that this is the right address to the show that i'm supposed to be going to yeah, it was definitely that vibe because it kind of looked like a weird, like industrial building from outside, and you're not sure like where you're supposed to go in or park. So sometimes that's cool. Sometimes it's annoying. Or maybe if people are trying to go to your show that you're booking, it's annoying, and they can't find it. Yeah, they get like so nervous that they just leave. They're like, oh, I don't think this is the <laughs> spot. But I'm too nervous to go uh, see if the door is open. Just go home. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait till shows come back because obviously like I, I would you know definitely looking forward to seeing age of apocalypse at some point and then you mentioned Soulblind. i'm a huge fan of that band hell yeah <clears throat> um sorry i kind of missed the first part of what you said it kind of caught in and out a little bit oh i just said i, I can't wait till shows come back because i'm definitely looking forward to seeing age of apocalypse at some point and you know just a huge fan of Soulblind. Oh yeah, um, we would love to play out there. We were actually planning on it before all this happened. Um, so we'll, hopefully, once everything's back, we'll definitely make it out there. Is that um, like when things are able to, uh, you know, go back? You guys are able to travel and play shows out of town. Is that something you guys want to do with the band? Uh, uh, travel oh, yeah. a little more, uh, going yeah, tours. That yeah, that's the plan. Okay that would be sick because I, I feel like uh like a lot of people are, are like still figuring out who you guys are so um to be able to you know hit the road and be in a bunch of places that you guys have never been before in front of uh, a bunch of new people i, I think that'd be like really good and really cool for you guys totally i would love that more than anything um yes so hopefully we get to do it you know yeah i'm it's just i feel like it's just a matter of when because i don't I, I don't think i and i would you know i i, I don't can't imagine us being locked down forever so i feel like at some <laughs> yeah. point if if this is how it's really going to be like we're going to have to like revolt at some point and just uh get we're all either going to get covid and just die by covid and live our lives or or who knows maybe we'll just actually stay locked down forever and we'll never go to a show again yeah yeah, I guess we'll figure it out either way, one way or another. Uh, recently, uh, from Within Records, put out the One Scene Unity comp. Can you talk about uh, how you guys got on there and what, what it was like to record a new song for the compilation? Because I, I, th- I thought it was like a really great track. Oh, thank you, man. Um, so, 
I think and asked how to get in touch with us. And then um, I think Charlie just texted me and um, he asked us and we were like, you know, super down. It sounded awesome. Um, he totally killed it with the comp. Um, yeah, uh, and in terms of recording, uh, we just kind of like did it at my house and then sent it to uh, Taylor Young to mix. And so it was, it was pretty fun. And do you guys write that track specifically for the comp, or was that something you guys were already working on before? Um, yeah, for the comp. Yeah, we just wrote it. Like, uh, we weren't kind of. Sorry, like, you were breaking up that last part. Maybe like, yeah, I guess it was like six months ago, you know. So it was like kind of the beginning. We didn't really know what was going on with anything, let alone the band. So we were just like super excited to do anything um, to keep it moving, you know. And I'm curious, uh, obviously, uh, Taylor Young, super talented guy, uh, what he does. Uh, I was curious why you guys decided to go with him to have everything mixed and mastered. Um, yeah, we really like, um, like everything he does and stuff like that. And I think, um, yeah, I'm trying to remember how that came about, but we just kind of, uh, I just ended up emailing him and he was down, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. He's, yeah, like I said, he's super talented. I've like, you know, loved a lot of the records that he's worked on and, uh, you know, put out. So to hear that he worked on that track, totally, he's the best. Yeah, I didn't even know he he did that for you guys. So that that's super awesome to hear. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, super awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. The yeah, I was really surprised at how awesome the comp was. Obviously, I was promoting it as much as I could because I'm a fan of From Within. Carter's an awesome guy, but when I listened to the comp front to back, I was like so blown away and even to this day like it's still hard for me to actually like single out like one favorite track just because i'll think one's my favorite and then just like you know going through it's like damn there's so many good songs there's so many good bands on it like every band's awesome so it's just so crazy that he was able to uh, you know get together such an awesome group of bands and you know have everything work out you know, oh smoothly. yeah i'm sure it's not easy getting all those bands together write a song like where are my tracks you know yeah, I'm. I, I always get nervous, uh, you know, thinking about having to try to get so many different, you know, people, and especially trying to uh, to, uh, to to get these people to write a song, go out and record it, especially you know with everything that's going on. So the fact that um, a lot of the bands were able to go out and do that, it was you know such a cool thing. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> and as far as um, Age of Apocalypse, obviously, you guys put the way out earlier this year are you guys working on any new music coming out maybe in the near future um yeah so uh we're actually doing um a split with pain of truth oh on streets of hate Mm -hmm. and uh yeah we're kind of like working on that now finishing it up do you know how many tracks it's gonna be we're doing two tracks um i'm not sure how many tracks they're doing but probably, I mean, I have no idea. Probably two. For sure. That's awesome. I'm definitely stoked to hear <laughs> new music from you guys because uh, The Way w- was super awesome. Definitely looking forward to, you know, hearing new stuff because it hasn't been too long, I guess, when it came out, like, towards the end of June. Which it's, like, middle of November. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. Yeah, it's the middle of November, so, yeah. It's been a decent amount of time since the, the record came out. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, I'm we're like super excited to like keep putting out new music and like, um, yeah, we're just glad that like people are into it and like you know want to check it out. So it's it's awesome. Yeah, I have like, and maybe like my like my views are skewed, but uh, I saw like a lot of people posting the track from the one thing unity comp like friends of mine you know that are like involved in hardcore but from like like other states and other cities and i just saw so many people posting that one track and i was like oh this is so sick that um, you know that these people who i you know figured that they already knew about you guys that's where i think my vision was skewed um they were like you know just finding out about you guys through the comp and everybody being so stoked on that track i was like super hyped to see you guys get like more shine from that 
Oh yeah. Like we got, we got a lot from it. We're like really grateful uh, to be a part of that because I think a lot of people like never really um, even heard of us before, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to be a part of that and get like a lot of uh, new listeners, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because I, I think about like the landscape of hardcore and like the different styles. And I always talk about how, uh, you know, one style will, will be popular. Um, you know, it, it like this time in hardcore, then obviously it'll like fade and then it'll just like the, the next trend will kind of rotate in, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, it's just like normal. Like I, I love like all styles of hardcore. But when I listen to Age of Apocalypse and I, I think about like the, the entire landscape of what's going on in hardcore right now, there's not a lot of bands that sound like you guys are doing what you guys are doing. So for you guys to, to do that uh, and, you know, actually do it well, I, I think it's super awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, we're, we're having like a lot of fun with it. You know, I think it's like kind of like new for us as well. Um, you know, just kind of trying to write the best music we can. Yeah. And I, I, I totally support it. So like whatever you guys are doing over there, uh, you know, your writing process or whatever, just you know, keep it going. Cause I'm, I'm definitely digging like everything that's come out so far. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. So you, you also play in another band uh, <coughs> or a group. I, I'm not sure what to exactly call you guys, but um, you, you play for uh, Pillars of Ivory. Uh, yeah. Yep. And, um, sorry. Oh, I'm breaking up a little bit. Can you hear me now? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I was going to ask. Um, like I didn't know um, any of that was in the works. Like I, I follow uh, Jay on Twitter and Instagram, and then the day that he posted the Genesis demo, I'm like, "What the hell is this?" And I, I like checked it out, and like it wasn't you know obviously I didn't have any expectations. So I didn't know like what it was at all, and then I, I listened to it front to back, and I was like, "Oh, this is like really interesting," and I'm definitely digging the vibes. I love all like the um, you know hip hop elements, uh, but I was just curious like how you got involved in the project. Um. Well, it was kind of something actually we had talked about like maybe like a year and a half ago or something. Okay. Um, and it kind of fell through at, at first. And then I think, um, you know, Jay and Aaron had been talking about it. And then Jay was like, oh, I kind of want you to like play guitar in it. And then it never happened. Um, and then, yeah, I think he like hit me up a few months ago and was just kind of like, maybe it was longer than that. I don't know. My perception of time is weird right now. But um, yeah, he was just like, you want to do it again? We're kind of going to do it a little different than I had previously, you know, talked to you about doing like more post hardcore stuff um, with like nineties hip hop beats and stuff like that. And I was like, I'm definitely down. And then uh, kind of just started writing it. He started making the beats and uh, yeah, it just like came together really like, really nice and supernatural and stuff like that. So it's cool. How long was that writing process for the Genesis demo? Um, it, it was actually, I kind of recorded them at the same time. Okay. Um, but it was like, it was about a week. I, I kind of was just like, um, yeah, took about a week and then, you know, then they did vocals and stuff probably like the following week or something like that. I don't know quite remember yeah and i honestly i was surprised um because the genesis demo came out and i don't feel like it was uh you know that much longer um until the, the exodus uh, demo dropped and i was like oh cool like they're just staying busy with it so i'm you know i, I didn't realize you guys recorded it at the same time but I, I think it's crazy and cool that you guys yeah it was like kind of supposed to be one thing but we we're mm -hmm. gonna drop it as like two kind of like are you still there can you hear me? Yeah sorry. yeah, sorry. I lost you for a second. You're breaking up. It's, it's like probably where I am. Sorry. No, it's all good. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I, I can hear you. You're um, saying that you guys were originally going to, um, uh, or you guys recorded it as one, but then decided to drop it as two. Uh, I wasn't sure if we were going to use all the songs, but then we just kind of decided it would be cool to do like Genesis and Exodus, like two uh, different like uh, demos. I kind of felt like a mixtape. Okay, and um, I, I'm just curious: uh, Are you guys gonna leave it at that, or are you guys gonna keep working on um, making more music? Um, yeah, we're working on new music actually. Um, yeah, I can't like fully talk about it right now, but um, yeah, probably like 
uh, in the spring or sometime, or maybe, you know, sooner, but probably in the spring, we'll release more music. And are you guys going to keep with like the biblical naming of like these demos or, or is um, too much? Know, I'm not sure exactly. That's kind of not my uh, area. Okay. They kind of take care of all that stuff. I just like write guitar riffs and stuff. For sure. I, I'm, I was uh, definitely curious because I like the, the theming, but I'm, I'm curious when you come up with like, you know, the, the writing process for Pillars of Ivory, is, is it like similar to how you write stuff for Age of Apocalypse? Is it just, uh, you know, come natural or do you have like a you know, different way that you write the Pillars of Ivory songs versus the Age of Apocalypse? Um, well, in terms of like riff style, I try to approach them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the way I do it, uh, for me, like my process is the same. Yeah. But, um, I'm just kind of like, you know, writing riffs and like testing riffs and seeing what works and what doesn't, you know. And as far as uh, writing the drums, because you, you play drums for the Pillars of Ivory too, right? Uh, yeah, I did on the demos, but um, now we have uh, John Gusman on drums. Oh, wow. Okay. Awesome. I, I'm a huge fan of uh, you know, the bands that he plays in, so that, that that's pretty awesome to hear. Hell yeah. And he's a great drummer. It's crazy. Yeah, his drumming. Yeah, well, I'm, now I'm trying to re- um, remember because he he was at FYA filling in for a band. Who was he filling in for? I'm trying to remember. Uh, the fight, probably. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. You, you're definitely right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but okay, cool. Hell yeah, that, uh, that's awesome to hear that uh, he's in the band now. Great addition. Yeah, we're psyched on it. Okay. Um, and as far as like you know, Pillars of Ivory, Age of Apocalypse, are you uh, working on any other kind of music? Um, we're kind of like figuring it out, you know, we're, we're always kind of writing, but we're just kind of figuring it out, you know, we're not sure what, what's happening yet. No, I'm sorry. I'm like, are you um, doing any other bands? Oh, other bands. Um, yeah, kind of like got a bunch of like stuff in the works, like nothing fully formed yet. Um, yeah, like nothing like I could talk about yet really. Okay. Because I'm not sure what it is. Like some stuff doesn't even have a name. You know what I mean? Yeah. And is it, is it just more hardcore stuff, or um, do you play any other type of music? Um. Yeah. It's usually just kind of like hardcore, like adjacent stuff, for okay. the most part. Nothing Perfect. like drastically different. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm always, uh, you know, interested in uh, checking out new music because it, it, it blows my mind. Like I, I've been listening to hardcore for for so long, and it's been around for so long. Uh, but but the fact that uh, you know people like you um, who play in bands are still able to come up and create like new awesome music, it, it blows my mind sometimes when I think about it. Because I'm not I'm not musically talented at all. So like when I like talk to people like you who can write great music, it's it just so crazy to think about sometimes. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I love it. I love to write music and I've kind of always done it, you know, so kind of like need to do it in a way. Yeah. And have you shown your, um, your family, the, the, the bands that you play in like pillars of ivory or age of apocalypse? I'm curious, like what they think about your music. Um, they think it's cool. You know, I mean, they're definitely supportive. Um, like, you know, my family, they're like jazz musicians. So it's kind of like, to some extent, like they don't understand it, mm-hmm. but like, uh, they're definitely, they've always been supportive. Yeah, I feel like it's really important if you have like that awesome support system, I feel like that can definitely, you know, push you to go a little farther. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Jazz. Yeah. Whenever I think of jazz, I, I think of that movie, um, La La Land. Have you ever seen it? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, it's uh, who, it's Ryan Gosling and uh, I forget the girl's name, Emma something. I'm I'm really bad when it comes to actors and actresses' names, um, but it takes place in L.A. and Ryan Gosling's character. I don't remember his character's name. Uh, oh, I think his name is Seb because he named he gets like a bar and he gets named after him. But he's like really into jazz and he's like super like like he's like a nerd for jazz. And I think it's like you know pretty cool because I, I like when people nerd out about the stuff the stuff that they like. So just hearing him talk about like how important jazz is to him and uh, it's just uh, what I, when I hear jazz, that's what I think about. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like grew up around it. You know, my dad's always playing drums and stuff like that. So uh, pretty used to it. 
love jazz, but I think I, I didn't like it for a while. And I think I've definitely come around and listened to a lot of, um, well, you know, not a lot, a lot, but I definitely, um, enjoy it much more than I did growing up. Cause I was like, no enough jazz. And do but you think that's that was, cool. Do you, think you, you, do you think you, you didn't like it when you're younger just because your family was like super into it and you wanted to like rebel or you just weren't into it because you were around. Yeah. It so I often? mean, they were cool with me listening to like whatever music. So it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, they wanted me to play jazz and stuff like that. Like I took jazz guitar lessons for a while. Um, and I kind of like quickly moved away from that. What about these days? Can you still tap into that type of sound? Um, yeah, I couldn't, I could I definitely couldn't hang with mm-hmm. like other jazz players mm-hmm. like at all. Cause oh, you know, I was like 12. Um, and I haven't really practiced at all, but I still like uh, know a lot of the voicings and stuff. Um, and, uh, remember a couple tunes, but, uh, nothing crazy. Like I definitely couldn't hang. No, I, I totally get it. I couldn't hang with anybody at all. Like, when I used to be in a hardcore band, like my favorite part of band practice was just playing my drummer's drum kit because I I wouldn't have to be responsible for them. I just had to sit down and you know pick up the sticks. I felt like that was like my most favorite part. I actually hated practicing as a band. I, I didn't even like playing in the band. I just did it because like we were all friends and we wanted to start a band and keep the scene alive back home. It, it was it was okay. It was fun for what it was. Yeah, it, it was fun for what it was. It definitely taught me a lot. Uh, I, you know, played some fun shows, played some terrible shows. It, it, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, that's awesome, though. That kind of stuff's always so much fun. You know, just getting together with your friends and playing. Yeah, I and it, it bones me out because I, I used to have an I, I used to have an iPhone and I used to have Apple Music and I had my band's de- my band's demo on my Apple Music because I had it you know from my iTunes and I just never took it off my phone and it was always on my iCloud so it was always there but then I got rid of like my iCloud and everything and I totally forgot to save that demo and now it's just lost somebody out there has to have our like a physical copy of our demo but you can't find it anywhere online and. It, like it's just maybe you'll like, find it one day hopefully maybe somebody back home or if anybody from back home is listening and you have a copy of the final phase demo hit me up because it's always like kind of a goof it's just fun to like kind of like think back and be like oh shit like we were doing this in like 2008 and like it, it's not good 100 percent would not uh totally. would not back it terrible music we were young kids just you know doing what we thought was cool but it's just like you know just fun to like kind of be able to like you know peek back into the past yeah, it's got to be extra embarrassing or else it wasn't that cool, you know, kind of like, oh, man, it was actually good. All right. Well, whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, all my uh, younger bands were kind of like pretty embarrassing uh, for me anyway. Maybe not for everyone in the band, but I'm always like, oh, God. And were you playing guitar in those older bands? Um, Actually, I was playing like uh, drums. Like drums is my first instrument, so okay. I uh, kind of played drums in a bunch of, not a bunch, but like a few different bands uh, when I was younger. And kind of don't really like playing drums that much in bands. It's a lot of work, and uh, you know, if you fuck up, everyone's fucked up. So I much rather I like guitar way more, but there's a lot of. Uh, annoying stuff that comes with drums sticks are really expensive you break cymbals all the time it's just guitar's better okay you know you <laughs> mentioned if you messed up like everybody kind of messes up uh which is like I, I think about when like when i would play shows live like i would follow like m- like you know my, my drummer I, I would you know l- like listen to him for cues so and I, I don't even know why that's just it was just how it was for me on stage I, nobody like you know suggested that or i didn't have any kind of weird training that's just like like what I found was comfortable. You have no choice, basically. If he's playing it really fast, so are you. You know, or whoever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just they're setting the mood, the tempo. So. Okay. And I just don't. You know, it's more pressure. Than playing the. You think so? The guitar player, fucked up. I think so. That's interesting. I. But. I, I would hate to be the singer. 
Because I feel like everybody's just, just staring. Yes, yeah, just everybody's staring at you. That's a weird feeling oh, yeah. sometimes. That's uh, something I haven't uh, experienced yet. I, I, I used to play in this pop punk band. I, I used to play the keyboards and we got booked on the show in Arizona and I, I'm not even kidding. Like we were the first band playing. So um, it wasn't like too surprising, but we were at this bar and there's literally like five people in, in the audience. And I was just so, I was just so happy that I wasn't my singer because <laughs> I, I was able to just stand in place, you know, um, press some keys and uh you know just not have to worry about people like focusing on me i was just standing there and i, I just felt so bad for him because i was like i can't even imagine what he's going through this is so whack because like the energy was so low we're just in this dark bar oh, yeah. and like five people in the audience i was like oh this is this is so bad i was like i'm so glad i'm not him right now i, I just gotta stand over here off to the side yeah sometimes it's like that yeah great times but yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I've, I've thought about starting a band like uh, now that I'm like a little older, like more responsible, a little more knowledge, but it's just like, uh, yeah, this is a lot of work. Starting a band. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is. I think you get used to it after a while, but it, it definitely is a, a lot of work. But uh, I think if you are having fun with it at the same time, it's worth it okay and th this is just me asking because i'm the guy that can't play anything so i have to you know either do the keyboards or like maybe be the singer but since you're like you know talented you can play instruments do you think it's easy for you easier for you because you don't really have to go out and search too far to try to start a band um uh, no i mean i think it is like tough to find members that you like work well with uh-huh um, and I think a lot of people are in bands, um, you know, at first or like when they're first getting into playing in bands, like they're not necessarily in bands with, uh, all their best friends, you know, like kind of just hopefully you, uh, you know, like finding a drummer that's good is like really hard. And then like getting a drummer to want to play hardcore is kind of even harder in some instances you know so i think it de depends i mean i think i'm kind of lucky right now like enjoy being in bands with everyone i'm in the band with so it's like really awesome but it's not always that way yeah i, I totally get that I, I can't even imagine wanting to like be in a band with people that i didn't really like that much because you think about um being in a band you guys like you know do so much together and you know you have to learn to you know be in sync and stuff so it, it'd be hard for me to picture being in a band with people that i didn't really like enjoy too much you know yeah yeah i mean yeah and it doesn't even mean like you you like hate them or anything you just kind of like don't really jive or something you know yeah 100 so it just kind of makes it harder or if you're not on the same page, maybe you get along great, but like you guys don't want to do the same amount, kind of like conflicting, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. But um, yeah, it it can definitely be hard for sure. So, like I mentioned earlier, everybody that I've had on from your area kind of you know propped you guys up and uh, you know told me that I had to check out Age of Apocalypse. Are there any newer bands from your area that I should know about that I probably don't? Um, there's a band that I was in at one time and I'm not in anymore, but, um, they're writing new material and I think it's going to be really awesome. And it, final right they're uh, they're Hudson Valley band and, uh, like young kids in the band it's, it should be dope. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, damn. Uh, well, that's awesome of you to want to um, you know push them. Final right, I'll, I'll definitely check them out because I'm I'm always down to to check out bands that I've never heard of because it's it's so hard to be on the ball and know everything about every new band. So like I have no shame in asking because that just helps me out. So so thank you. I'll, I'll definitely check them out. Yeah, I'll send you the demo after we're done. Okay, hell yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. Man. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it should be dope. I'm excited. I haven't heard anything, so I don't know, but um, I have a feeling it's going to be real good. Are you sure you haven't heard anything? It sounds like you heard something. No, I haven't, I swear. <laughs> I just know the the people in it, you know? Yeah, for sure. You're, you're as confident in them as musicians. Yeah. I'm excited about it. And uh, were you at FYA? 
I wasn't. Okay. I wish I was. Damn. All right. I w- wanted to uh, talk about that weekend again because I-, I tell everybody that that's my favorite weekend of this entire year. And I- I've been hoping and <laughs> waiting for something to to be better to um, you know to find more enjoyable, but nothing's been able to. Talk I mean, that. I saw videos and it looked like every single band was just killing it, and I was like, damn. You know, definitely uh, feeling some type of way at home, but it was cool. I'm glad it went over like really well, and it seemed like every band got a great reaction and stuff. Yeah, it was. Uh, and it was my first time, so I, I'd never been to FYA prior to that. And for that being my first time, I was actually you know very pleased. And a lot of people told me that that was like like one of the best ones to have, um you know gone to. Yeah. No, it looked amazing. Yeah, I went once before, uh, maybe 2017, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, when Mind Force played uh, the first time. I went, uh, we like took a van out there, and that was really fun. But that was the only time I went. Have you ever been to California for any shows? Uh, yeah. I, um, been to Sound and Fury. I went, uh, I guess that was last year, and then okay, maybe two years before that. And uh, I was out there for the last, um, uh, you know, the uh, Incendiary, uh, Eyes of the Lord, Bamakara. There was a couple shows. It was like a weekend. Mm-hmm. I flew out for those. Oh wow! And. You just flew out because you just like that whole lineup, or was there a special reason you came out for those? Uh, I wanted to see Eyes of the Lord, um, and uh, yeah, I mean the 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 shows were stacked. I mean, it was awesome shows. I never been to San Diego, and that was cool. Uh-huh. Kind of just like rented a car and like drove around and like ate good food and drank coffee and stuff. It was like pretty fun. It went by myself. Damn! Did you did you know anybody out here before you flew out? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I saw friends and stuff. Okay. But I I would just kind of like, um, yeah, you know. I respect that. And eyes of the Lord. I feel like gone too soon. Maybe or maybe that was just an, enough. I don't know. I don't know, but that uh, you know, the EP and the record are amazing. Uh, love that band yeah you want to hear something crazy because i haven't even thought about this till um, you mentioned eyes of the lord um before i ever had any like like experience doing this um or before i even had like an idea um i reached out to taylor young shout out taylor young great guy and i asked him if he would do um like you know answer some questions through email about uh, the eyes of the lord record and I, I was at work one day and, and it just hit me. I was like, I, I think I want to try, try to do something like that. And doing that first Eyes of the Lord interview um, and him being, you know, uh, being nice about it and actually being a decent experience. I did a couple more like, um, you know, email interviews. And then that thing turned into me doing this podcast, which is pretty crazy Hell to yeah. think about. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, I just thought about that right now. Cause yeah, cause I did those email interviews. Then I started the podcast and it, it took me a while to actually start taking the podcast serious. Um, but yeah, doing that thing because of eyes of the Lord. So I, I guess, um, yeah, it blows my mind to just think about that right now. And that was years ago. Cause when, when that first EP dropped, I was, I was, weird, yeah. yeah, weird, weird to think about, but here we are in 20, <laughs> 2020. Uh, and I've been doing, I think, yeah, the podcast now like three solid years at this point. Or maybe wait. What's today? What's the actual date? I think the first date was like okay, the eleventh. Oh, it's the twelfth. Oh, it's the twelfth. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, Asking the wrong guy. No, it's all good. <laughs> I'm. My days are always all mixed up. I. I. I don't pay attention to dates too much. I always just kind of look forward to the things that like I'm looking forward to. Like I think I, I only know today's the twelfth because of the PlayStation Five coming out today. <laughs> It's like, did you, uh, are you, are you getting it? Uh, or did yet, you get it? Or? I haven't gotten it yet. It's getting delivered tomorrow because I, I ordered it, oh. uh, from this website and they're based out of like Detroit and it was getting shipped from Detroit 
and it's not going to get here until tomorrow, which is totally fine because I, I still have like work like during the week. So I'm it'll be nice. I'll, I'll get off work. PS5 will be there. Then I can just enjoy it that way instead of, instead of having to um, worry about it like during the week while I have like other stuff going on, you know? Totally. That's it. Yeah. But Jack, this is this has been awesome. I'm so glad that you're yeah. down Thanks to do the podcast. And I'm gonna try to stay up to date with you. Obviously, you know I, I gotta pay attention to your stories since you don't post too much on your actual <laughs> um, grid. But uh, but yeah. I, I I seriously appreciate you taking the time to, to do this. Like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of Age of Apocalypse, uh, fan of Pillars of Ivory. So to see what you guys have, I um, mean, you know, coming out in the future. But before we go, is there anything else you want to shout out? Um. Uh, shout out Fuzz Records, uh, Streets of Hate, uh, Days. I'm trying to think, you know, it's hard to shout out everybody, but uh, everyone's awesome. Uh, shout out everybody. All right, shout out everybody. There you guys have it. Thank you again, guys, for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamie K Podcast. Always on top. <laughs>